The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief, everybody. We're going to continue with our coverage today of everything happening in Israel and the war against Hamas there. Joining us is our friend David Harsanyi. He is a senior editor at The Federalist. David, thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, I know the conflict is... uh, just really beginning now, the Israeli response, the counterstrike is underway as, as we speak. Um, and and I've, we've spent time on the show this week already discussing uh, the atrocity, the heinousness of these crimes. Uh, it's beyond comprehension. It is an evil that um, it, it goes to the, the, the worst depths of depravity. I wanted to ask you, what do you think the, the strategy now, the end state should be for Netanyahu and the Israeli leadership? I mean, what what does the right response look like? Wow. I mean, you know, there are, I think, different facets that I have to go through there. One is, obviously, you need to take care of Hamas now. I don't think that mission is done until you're speaking about them in the past tense. So, you, you know, that means a ground war or, you know, house-to-house combat or whatever in 
in Gaza, which is going to be incredibly dangerous. I'm not like an expert, but surely it will be booby trapped because Israelis go out of their way to help civilians. They're basically like projecting where they're going to go. So Hamas knows where they're going because they want to move civilians. So it's going to be Israelis are going to lose lives doing that. But I think it's a a necessary thing to do. Then, obviously, you have to start thinking about um, Hezbollah and they're threatening Israel constantly in the north, another Iranian proxy with real missiles, you know, far more dangerous armaments, I think. And then you have to start thinking about Iran. If a country uh, actually they did. I mean, if a country helped logistically and with funding to attack your country, to kill your citizens and celebrated it, that's a declaration of war in most places for any normal country. Iranians did that to Israel and to 11 American citizens, not to mention the 600 soldiers they've killed in the past or more of Americans and the hostage industry they have. So I'm not saying we should go to war with them. What I'm saying is Israel is it has to in some way weaken that regime or hurt them. There has to be a price to pay for this or they're going to do it again. And another country that needs to be thought about is Qatar, where Hamas leadership just sits in a fancy hotel room as this goes on. I mean, uh, they're supposedly an ally of the United States, you know. Um, so I don't know. Th- those are the things that popped m- into my mind right now. Uh, what What do you think about the um, the change that this may have in terms of the lo- the long term implications for uh, w- what happens with the West Bank, with Gaza? You know, talk of a two state solution, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, it seems to me that Hamas has made it as clear as it as it honestly possibly can that not only does it have no it has no interest in a peaceful solution ever um but it is just a sworn mortal enemy of every every Jew in Israel every Jew in the world um yeah i that was never going to happen i mean hamas i'm sure your listeners know and you know gaza was given to hamas it was given to the palestinians in 2005 it's kind of a test run for a state i mean Sharon, who was prime minister, literally went in there and moved Jews out. It was cleansed of Jews, and it, and they had a chance to have their own state. And what did they do? They, you know, they they elected Hamas. They killed Fatah, which is supposedly more moderate uh, faction. There is no way that that can ever be a state. And not not, I think it was this summer. Fatah and Hamas were in talks to have a unity government. If you give any Palestinian a state, it's going to be a Fatah run. I mean, it's going to be a Hamas run state. Can't have elections in the West Bank because Hamas will win, or people like Hamas will win those elections. That's why they don't have elections. Um, so that is the dead idea. There is no two-state solution here. There are already two states or three. There's Jordan, which has a majority Palestinian population. There's Egypt, and then there's Israel. Those are real countries. Those are the countries that, in the end, will have to work this out. From my perspective, as far as the government in Israel goes, I think there's going to be a price to pay for having the largest security breach in the history of that country, in the history. Worse than Yom Kippur War, worse than the 1960s missile crisis. This is um, devastating. And I don't know why Netanyahu, who has been very, despite perceptions here, very soft on Hamas overall. And uh, he, is, he is not a hawkish type, as they always portray him. Uh, I don't know how you can let this happen. People need to there has to be a political price for it as well. I don't know where that goes, but there has to be a political price, I think. We'll come back to this in just a second. Um, A word from our sponsor. We're going to witness our deficit continue to get much bigger this year. And as you know, inflation's already hitting hard. That's going to cause future interest rates to rise. Our government's going to print and borrow more money. You understand the cycle that we're in. 
And you feel powerless in all this to protect the value of your savings and your retirement accounts. Purchasing gold is your best strategy. You can purchase it directly for your 401k, for instance. And of course, you can always purchase and take physical possession of gold. Call the Oxford Gold Group. It's who I use. It's who I trust. The call is free and the people on the receiving end of your call are knowledgeable and trustworthy. 833-707-GOLD. 833-707-G-O-L-D. They make it easy. They've been at this a long time and can arrange for an easy, discreet delivery to your home. One more time, 833-707-GOLD. Um, now, David, I, I know that uh, you know Biden addressed uh, the nation yesterday on this issue. And, you know, he said a lot of the things that I think a lot of the things he said were the right things to say under the circumstances. And uh, I think they're pretty obvious things to say. Um, do you, what do you think of people that are tying Biden administration policy vis-a-vis Iran and the six billion dollars and all of that to in any way, whether sort of encouraging or, or even directly funding uh, the preparations for this incident, the sneak attack that we saw. I mean, how do you assess all that? Gave a good, President gave a good speech yesterday. Uh, you know, the that doesn't change the fact. First of all, that $6 billion, you know, the idea that that $6 billion didn't go to this exact attack is just a child can see that that's stupid. You know, everyone understands how money is fungible in there, how they conduct their own lives. I don't even want to get into that, but actually, you know, I should say that it's not just $6 billion, it's more like $40 billion in waivers over the last few years. And that's not even talking about the hundreds of millions of dollars we send American taxpayers directly to the Palestinians. The idea that none of that goes for this kind of preparation. Think about the scale of this operation down there. I mean, this is not something that you can just you know, get your gang together and do. You have to plan this. It costs a lot of money. There are logistical things that you need to do. Israel's not some, you know, third world state, you know, with like a rickety fence. This was planned. I mean, it seems like maybe they are actually, but you know, this was planned. So there's a lot of money that goes into that. And there's no way that indirectly our money or the EU's money or the UN money that we give that ends up in Palestinian places does not go towards this. It is mind boggling that we would send money to people who want to kill us. I'm not talking about Jews or Israelis. I'm talking about Hamas is a terrorist organization on the U.S. Department's terrorist, uh, Justice Department's terrorist list. We're sending them money. It's insane. And has he stopped that payment? No. Has he stopped the $6 billion check? No, um, as, long, as far as I know. So speech is nice, but actually he's done nothing really. Uh, about those issues. So what what has, you know. Bi- I mean, Biden's posture toward Israel, if you, um, it hasn't gotten a lot of attention in the first three years of administration. What, what would you say about it? I'd say that he's a doddering old man who can't put two thoughts together. And he, this is run by a bunch of ex Obama administration officials who are pro Iran, who wanted to lift Iran up to be a regional nuclear power in that area, in my view. And that that's why you get people like Rob Malley, who, you know, I don't know if you've talked about this, basically had a spiring around him dictating Iranian policy or, 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 you know, being in charge of Iranian policy. There is still someone in the Pentagon who pledged loyalty to the Islamic State that kills Americans, that kidnaps Americans, that funds all these proxy wars. Like I see these, like in the media, you hear people talk about the Arab-Israeli conflict. There's no Arab-Israeli conflict. Most Arab countries are at peace with Israel. There's a Palestinian-Islamic Iran in specifically nexus that Israel is fighting. It is not a war against the Arab people or anything like that. And the Biden administration has acted, you know, in appeasement, basically. So, yeah, I mean, 
I want to I want to uh, ask you a follow up on that, David, in just a second. But but first, uh, since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families, heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country, our communities and all of us. Heroes like 9-11 first responder Lieutenant Joseph Maiello. He answered the call to help others on America's darkest day. Then years later, he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty, leaving behind his wife and two children. When heroes like Lieutenant Maiello lose their lives in the line of duty or are severely injured, Tunnel to Towers is there to help. Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the Maiello family home, lifting the family's financial burden during their darkest hours. America's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Why, David, does the, again, the Obama apparatus, the upper echelon of the Democrat Party, why do they have, I guess I'd have to describe it, we talk about the appeasement a lot, but there seems to be an enduring excuse-making reflex and and some kind of a fondness for the Iranian theocracy and the mullahs who run it. Where does that come from? And Hamas, and yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, I think there's long been a connection between the, the the left, the hard left, which has now been you know normalized, where, where people sit in Congress are a part of that, uh, and the and the sort of third world movement and against co- colonialization and against you know all that stuff. So I think that's always been there, and. People like Obama, who I forget the name, I think it's called Rising Sun. If you read that book, you see he's had a long-term uh, fondness, an obs- sort of almost an obsession with Iran. You know, it matters to him. And he surrounded himself, himself with people like Ben Rhodes and Rob Malley and others who believe that as well. So I don't know what the exact root of it is. I just, I don't know. I just, I think that they have an instinct to to be un- anti-American. And I'm not saying like you can't be pro-Palestinian states to make you anti-American, but it's a civilization against bar- bar- barbarians, basically, right, from the 13th century. And if you're on the wrong side of that, if you both side that, I don't know what to say. I think you're against Western civilization and you're against America and you're an anti-Semite. I, I just don't really know how else to say it. I think it's pretty simple. I'm not saying that we all come to the same conclusion of what how we should act or what we should do. But if like you're AOC and you're out there tweeting about uh, Islamophobia today, when babies' heads are being chopped off, Jewish babies' heads, you're 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 an anti-Semite. Functionally, you're an anti-Semite to me. I wanted to ask you, and, and I agree, David, with everything you just said, and I've I've been saying I just think that this is a choice between civilization and barbarism as at its core, and the barbarism um, is motivated by a hatred that is fundamentally just about anti-Semitism and hatred of Jews. Um, but I, I do want to switch uh, topics just for a moment, if I can, um, you know, just because it's been a lot, you know, it's been a lot this week uh, yeah. and understandably so. Yeah. And it continues to be. Um, but I want to switch to the American political scene for a moment. Just get your sense of the RFK Jr. third party run, which looks like it's happening. How do you see this and what do you think it ends up doing? Like, what's the effect of it? Now, just to tie it into what we were just talking about, I think that this is a pretty clarifying moment for me in the sense that you see a lot of these people who have kind of like become part of the conservative movement because of the 
populism, anti-woke stuff, but actually are terrible on a lot of other things, right? That's how I think about RFK. I'm not a fan. I think the guy is completely nuts. He's one of these people who has for a long time been conspiratorial and he tripped over something real. I'm not saying he was wrong about what he said about COVID or that he is wrong, but you have to think about the bigger picture. It bothers me that so many conservatives or people on the right are enamored with him. I'm like, is this going to hurt Trump more or is it going to hurt Biden more? I don't really even know. Do know this. If Donald Trump sees a poll where RFK is like taking away his votes, he's going to destroy that guy with a bunch of nicknames. And, you know, he's going to bring up all the stuff the guy's done. A friend of Farrakhan, uh, you know, just the other stuff that he's done. And uh, I think he'll be destroyed. I don't think he's going to be that big of a player in this election. But I, you know, it's hard for me to get a handle on the American people lately. I thought that the last midterm, I see no reason Democrats should be winning anything these days. But, you know, so I don't know. David, I this is my I walk around sometimes almost in a day is like, what are people not getting at this point? You know, especially on on things like the border and crime. I just I'm like, what what do Democrats is there think any, is going? Is there anything going well for Democrats right now? Crime is up. The border stinks. The economy is in big trouble. I think, you know, we're teetering on some serious problems. Inflation is up. Interest rates are high. No one can buy a home. Like this, I've never seen uh, the, the environment primed for a Republican landslide since, you know, historically speaking, since maybe 1979, right? And yeah. I think it's much worse. People are more partisan now. I don't know, you know, how that's going to work out. There are other forces involved. So I, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, just a quick word from our sponsor here. Uh, you ever think about Belize? Belize is fun. I mean, imagine visiting a country just a couple of hours from Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston, where you can enjoy a rainforest and white sand beaches in the same day. Belize is fun because you can float through caves down a jungle river. You can climb an ancient Mayan ruin, swim with nurse sharks and stingrays. Cast for a grand slam, the ultimate in fly fishing on the flats, snorkel or scuba dive, the longest living reef in the world, or just relax, chill on the beach, enjoy some delicious food, have an amazing lobster dinner. But don't just take my word for it. You got to go see it and experience it for yourself. Belize is fun for so many reasons, and it's getting to be more fun all the time. More and more stuff going on, more development, uh, more restaurants. Download your free Belize uh, handbook and guide. Go to belizeisfun.com. Get that guide, BelizeIsFun.com. David, uh, before we let you go, um, where should folks go? Just TheFederalist.com to read your latest on this? I mean, I, I've been reading your stuff. I'm I'm a Harsanyi columnist fan, so Federalist.com? Yeah, that's the best place to go uh, for All most right. of my stuff. David, I Thank always you. appreciate your, um, your, your humble, passion. moral... Passion and clarity, you know, your humility while you're while you're in the fight, man. I, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for what you do. We'll talk soon. Right back at you. Thank you. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, He needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. 
That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.